I have been through the most is a real thing and we have real people real emotions with real stories our guest here today and i've been through the most podcast shared her story and so many people could relate well so many listened to her story and thought to themselves how is it possible that people can treat you like that but she made it through the storm and is here to live to tell the story Hello. <laughs> so good to see you again after such a long time. Thank you, thank you. It's been almost three years and it feels Yo. amazing to be back here. So how has life been since you first came to have been through the most? You told your story and I know there's there's that where are they now moment. Yes. You know, but before we get there, I just want you to quickly summarize your story to people who didn't see the episode, but in short, and then tell us where you are now. Okay, so I'm on, I've been through the most. I shared two big events that happened in my life, one of which it was my father unfortunately committing suicide when I was um, 12 years old. And unfortunately, it was my mom and um, some of his friends that discovered his body. And since then, I think we've adjusted to the new normal without him. And um, last, just last year, I realized that as much as I've accepted, as much as my siblings have accepted, unfortunately, my mom has not yet healed because when he sure. died, she took us to counseling, but she never got any counseling. Mm. She just um, needed to be a strong woman. So um, she came to live with me for about nine months and I took her for counseling. So it was one of those things that um, almost sure. um, 20 years later, it was sure. then that she had to find a healing 20 years later. And and I'm glad to say that, you know what, you learn to live with the reality of a bad event that happened in your life, but in a healthy and a happier way, you know. So, mm. yes, that was the love that. first. I love how you put that. I think that's a very, very powerful statement. Sure. Mm. Um, you have to. You have to be intentional about making that choice. Um and I think it, it was it was very brave of your mother also to be strong for you guys to be, you know, to grow up because you are very young. And now that you're old, I think it's so beautiful that she then in turn said, Mommy, you also need this yes, help. And yes. I think now it's your turn. That's beautiful. And what else happened, child? Because we know there's another bomb that you hit <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so, yeah, the second one is how... The love of my life and I dated for nine beautiful years and were unfortunately married for only 10 months. There was a series of horrible events that happened in our marriage that were mainly caused by our in-laws. I was 22 years old when I got married and honestly speaking, that day I thought I was making the, uh, the right decision. I had no doubts. I was so certain that he's the man um, meant to spend the rest of my life with. And we had a beautiful, handsome, smart <laughs> uh, son. And just like that, within 10 months, it was all over. And that marriage left me broken. I didn't walk out of the marriage because there was no love. But unfortunately, the love that I had for him, um, he just wasn't willing to give it back to me and was not willing to protect me. There was a lot of things, including being taken to a Sangoma against my knowledge, things being done to my son that just led me to be like, you know what? Um, I don't think this family is the right fit for me or I'm not the right fit for them. I think it will be best if I excuse myself. And initially I thought that would be a wake-up call for him to yeah. like maybe want to change and <clears throat> and just like get back what we had. But he just watched us walk out of 
his the door and even up to today he's never came back to fight for his family so it was um looking back still it's just a confirmation that you know what it was time to leave you know yep. <laughs> i was never meant to be there so since then um so many wonderful wonderful things have happened in my life Yay. immediately <laughs> <laughs> Uh so um unfortunately immediately after leaving there were so many things that were bad things that were said about me from me being called a witch me being accused of cheating that led me into depression and I also almost took my own life I cut mm. off my family I had been isolated from everyone I was completely alone but you know what after I left the marriage I went back to basics you know Um I went back to school because I had dropped out of university. I obtained my degree. Mm. Uh from Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Shine girl. <laughs> Thank you. And I continued to upskill myself. I'm studying an internationally recognized qualification. Hint hint. <laughs> so <laughs> So I'm working towards Love my it. masters. Yes, I'm sure. working towards my masters. Um financially I've become more financially um independent. Yes. I've I think I've made honestly speaking not not let me not belittle God's work. I've yes. made it <laughs> financially yeah. I've recovered and life it's 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 been smooth. Now I've moved away from being depressed to fully being healed and mm. I've moved away from trying to correct the the past mistakes to fully Absolutely. being alive to fully being in the moment. Yes. So mm. this is me now and feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> I think yeah. that's big. Also I just maybe to go back um to the event of you getting divorced at that age. I think people don't realize right we got married at a young age. Too, yeah, but same, so, so many other people go through it but people don't understand the trauma and the pain that goes through the excitement of getting married to the love of your life mm-hmm. more so with you because you were like sweethearts from a very young age yeah. and now this bombshell because this person has changed you know living with yourself when you say you went through a depression i can completely understand because how do you get used to your new normal because i believe before you even get into the marriage mm-hmm. psychologically and emotionally you've entered into that marriage so coming out of it is like but but how you guys mm-hmm. even had a child together so take us through that moment because we underestimate that covenant breaking mm. it's not just yeah. a contractual thing that's ending it, some people say it feels like death yeah tell us about that okay so we started dating from the um the next day after i turned 14 so that's pretty What? much <laughs> yes <That's your> childhood <laughs> teenagehood oh my yeah. goodness that's so your yeah. first love literally yeah. yes yeah. definitely my first everything you can imagine wow. when what i mean by everything yes. but literally yes my first everything so we didn't have anything material to give to each other then but over the years we had um there were dreams that we created together there were sacrifices that we were making um with each other so from the age 14 we were building together i didn't get a chance to find out who i am or have mm-hmm. dreams of my own right. every time our dreams were aligned hmm. so for me to walk out of there i felt like death i felt like dying because i'm like what am i without him what now yeah. what now you know even the whole idea of me having dreams of my own without him it i felt guilty Mm. I felt robbed, I felt confused and I think that's why I stayed in the marriage for as long as I did. Honestly mm. speaking as, as much as it was only nine months, it was 
honestly too long for the things that transpired because some people experienced them over a period of 20 years but I experienced everything in a matter of 10 mm. months it was a bit too much but I think I was holding on more to the plans that we had the dreams that we had yeah. and for them to turn and treat me the way that they did I was firstly in denial I'm like them I can get it from anyone else, but not mm. them. Yeah, but how you were know? they before you guys got married? I mean, being together with someone from the age of 14, I will assume their family. Yeah. that family is a part of it, right? When did these people change? I mean, what happened? Have mm. they always been like that? Because you should be excited. Yeah, these kids have been loving each other since they the age of 14. Not, yeah, she's yeah, officially part of the like, family. Officially, what happened? What is it? I mean, how were they in the beginning? I'm so curious. Oh, they were the best people from the moment they found out that we're dating because we went to the same church and I was a, a pastor's child. So mm. they knew how grounded I was. They loved the way that I upheld myself. So from day one, they really, and I was a spoiled bread, honestly speaking. So they treated me like an egg. They, they were my extended parents. Wow. They were my second set of parents. I never looked at them as like my in-laws or anything. So from the first day they came into my life for them, they were like my parents. So um, there was, there's no male figure in the family. It was mainly female. So when I say them, I mean the mom, I mean the aunts, everyone in the family. Mm. I've always felt like I didn't have to try because they knew me before I knew them because I literally grew up in front of their eyes. So they were amazing. So the turning point for them, because he started proposing marriage from the time I was 17, but I said I was not ready because he was still in university. I was like, you're taking me away from my parents. Where exactly, how are you going to provide for me? Yes. So I was not ready. I said, I asked him to wait for me to finish university. So when I dropped out of university, they were like, what exactly are we waiting for? Because this education you talk about, you're not willing to complete it, mm. you know. So the turning point for them, it was after they paid Lobola for me. And I say that because they used to remind me like, okay, we waited all these years for what exactly? Sure. <laughs> you know, uh, so there were so many things, so, so many times they would um, make comments and... It was not gossip because they told me straight to my face. Because it hurts. Sure. You know it what does, I mean? If somebody says something like that, it, it just tears your heart apart, you yeah. know? So more than anything, it's like, why why are you are you offending me and intentionally hurting me? Yeah. And what 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 exactly is the intention? Was the intention for the marriage to end? I, I honestly wouldn't know what the intention were or what was going on in their lives for them to treat me the way they did because I don't know in terms of my behavior. I don't, um, I don't know if there's anything that I did particular to deserve that, but I strongly believe that no one, no one believes to be treated the way that I was treated, more especially when I came with nothing but pure intentions, which was to build a family with them. When I walked in there, once again, I didn't see it as I'm, it's me getting married and I'm going to my in-laws. I'm like, I'm moving from one family to another. Yes. I didn't expect that division. I did not expect to be treated as Magoti because over the past nine years, I was never treated as that. I was treated as an extension of the family. So I thought maybe now it would be seamless. It would be flawless. I didn't expect it. But one thing I know at the end of the day is that I didn't deserve it. No one mm. deserves that. And I had nothing but love for them. And I still do. I still have nothing but love for them. 
Um, but you know what? We all have our journeys. I believe that there were people that were brought into my life to play a particular role, and mm. they played it so well. Because after the marriage, I'm, my life moved a whole different direction, which I never would have boldly taken it on my own. I feel like they were brought mm. into my life to treat, to force me out because the mm. amount of love I had for that man. So there's a turning point of the in-laws, and then there's a turning point of your husband. You have this beautiful moments in hospital where you have your baby and then you get home and then it's like you're this? meeting a different person. person so was that the turning point for your husband's behavior towards you the moment he took that turn it ju- he just kept on going they loved you all of them and then they suddenly didn't love you anymore it's like what influenced that what was that you know what yeah. i mean Unfortunately, I'm not in a position to be able to take accountability or explain mm. that behavior. But one thing I can say is that, you know what, you need to give men credit for that behavior. There's only so much influence. There's Absolutely. only so mm. much that the family can say. Yeah. But there have been many men before that got married before us. Exactly. They've been had, had bad experiences with their families, but they stood by their wives. Why he chose to listen to whoever or how he chose to do that is I personally hold him accountable because there was a point in time where we moved from our in-laws house and it was just the two of us here in Johannesburg as other people advised us but the mistreatment just continued I mean there was a time where you know even to date I still hate long calls because um, there were certain women in the family they would buy those Vodacom 60 minutes for free <laughs> they would just Girl. intentionally just to spend one hour swearing at me what? yes and whenever I would for I would, 60 minutes until 60 the phone min- until the minutes are finished Hating. And whenever I tried to cut off the call, he would say, I don't accept his family. You know, maybe I'm a rich, poor bread who will never understand poor people problems. So even the words, I hold him accountable. What might have happened in the background might have happened. I also had Mm. people telling me whatever they told me, but I still chose to stay. I still chose to act how I acted. I judge him on how he treated me. I judge the family how... I saw him. Whatever happened in the background, I don't know. I don't know who influenced who. But all I know is that at the end of the day, I got... The, the 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 sour end of the stick. Uh, I suffered. That's all that matters. What about your family support? You spoke on the episode about your relationship with your mom. I mean, there's a point where you even had to tell your mom, like, I'm not gonna call you anymore because it's interfering in my marriage. And your mom, from love and with love, said, "My child, I won't call you again for the sake of your marriage because mm-hmm. your mom was insulted, humiliated, was called names." Yeah. Um, through this entire process were you bluntly open with her and transparent with her with everything that was truly happening in your marriage throughout the marriage i went into the marriage with the mindset that you know once you get married um whatever happens in your marriage stays between you and your husband so not only did i not share with my mom who was my best friend and still is my best friend i did not share with my friends i did not share with anyone i had no one because remember we started dating from the age of 14 even the st- the friends that we had they were within the same circle mm. so to a certain extent at one point i tried to talk to someone and it went back to him and i still like it just got messy it backfired it backfired the one yeah. time i tried it it backfired i reached out for prayers at someone um like a, a male friend he called my husband so that they could pray it backfired so oh it was goodness. just like okay um i need to see it through you know and i also had the mentality that you know what we'll make up and I can always forgive my husband, but I don't think my family would be able to forgive him. So Mm. I'm not ready to open up to him. 
But after, after, like I didn't talk to anyone. Everyone was shocked after I left the marriage. Even some of my closest friends found out six oh, months later. Oh, because they had a perspective. They still had that perception. They, that, that, sorry, they still had that perception of they knew you before you got married, lovey davies, and they assumed yeah. that's exactly what continued after you get married. Kanti, yes. that did not happen. Flames, 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 flames. So yes, I closed that door. Um, people had tried to reach out, but I just, uh, I was just the one who. I think closed you're protecting off. him as well. Yeah. You're mm. protecting his image. I believe that's what people do when they love each other. I mean, has your ex-husband ever apologized for the way that he treated you? Because I believe he's a man of God, and you're you're mm. a woman of God. You know, and forgiveness is part of who we are. And very few people are able to go back, even when the marriage has ended, and be able to apologize for some of the things and take accountability for some of his actions. Um, you know what? After leaving the marriage, I had so many questions myself because I didn't understand what just happened. I sat and I looked back and I'm like, what just happened? Somebody wake me up. Uh, but I was not getting closure. No one was open to talk to me. No one was willing to give me answers. Mm. So I sat down. I thought of the worst case scenario. I went through the head of the worst case scenario. And I forced myself to heal based on the worst case scenario. And now it has been roughly seven years since it had happened. And there was a point in time, I think about two years back. And he just came and he said, I'm sorry. And he did give me an explanation for certain answers, but honestly speaking, it had come after I've long healed with the worst case scenario. Mm. The explanation he gave me, it was only half of what I had imagined. But because I healed on the worst case scenario, what he gave me, it, it didn't do anything to me because I had already given myself that closure. So the way, honestly speaking, it, it didn't make any difference to me. And more especially that with the fact that everyone who caused me pain, um, when I was in married, those are the most important people or the closest relatives that my son had. I forced myself to go see them so Phew. that they could have a relationship with my child. Mm. Um, I could tell initially that they were not sorry. They were not um, apologetic of their actions. Mm. And I forced myself to live through that so that I could heal. So even years later, when I didn't get that story, I've already forgiven them. Now I have a good, good relationship with those people. And um, I, I honestly don't, I don't need answers to the questions I once had um, it won't do me any justice because you did the work I you, did the work you, you did all the work because when? you were not willing to carry that through this new chapter of your life yeah. because I think then it, it was gonna it was gonna That's be gonna a problem me. to a progress do yes. you know what I mean so she literally had to make a decision you know what I'm going to heal with or without closure with or without an apology yeah. I'm glad he apologized though yes yeah, I think that is very important um but because you have a son together, I think just creating that healthy environment is also very important, right? Yeah. But Sissy, I, I know you want to close it up because we're out of time, but <laughs> I really want to touch on the story about your father, right? Um, committing suicide and not leaving a note. A lot of people go through, you know, losing family members through suicide. And there's a lot of trauma, obviously, that goes through that. But for you, you spoke about just the pain of him not leaving that note and what that did to you especially because he did try to reach out to you before by coming to your school and he couldn't find you how like because you you said there were things that were said there, there was there were also things that you saw during that time what were you referring to and and, and did those things inform the reason why he didn't leave the notes 
Oh no, um, one thing about suicide is even if there was a note, there's a lot of questions. People will always want to poke holes uh, um, even when there's no reason to. So um, in our case, you know, as a child, um, and I've seen this in so, so many instances, when something goes wrong in a man's um in a husband's life, they blame the wife. So in my case, when I say I saw what I saw, I meant mm. I saw people mistreating my mom. Mm. It was mainly family, uh, uh, close families. Um, the community had their theories, and theories had. Um, I think they had. Oh yes, was, yes. You know, what not much of the truth. No, they would say my mom mistreated my dad. That's why he took his life. They were saying there were marital problems when they were not. You know, everyone would. Try to, you know, they wanted to be relevant. And so, see, but can you imagine, like, so, you as the wife, the moment your husband commits suicide, you are suspect number one. Yeah. Mm. If if he was depressed, you are automatically yeah, the reason. The reason, yes. Mm. So uh, it was those kind of things. Not so many things were directed towards us as kids, mm. but because we're such a close unit. I mean, I have three siblings, and my mom created that bond amongst us. You know, with the triple Beautiful. V. Mm. So for us to witness my mom crying over and over again, mm. that pained oh. us. It was like um second degree, uh, you know, sure. yeah. Yeah. pain. Moreover, the pain that she's feeling yeah. for so, losing her husband, she can't she even mourn that. Because now you she have to can't. deal with, you know, the mm-hmm. hearsayers. Yes, and I think we've come a long way as a community because there was a stigma uh, uh, when it came to suicide or mental mm-hmm. health or depression back then when it happened. So there were so many unanswered questions. There were so many things that people, did, they themselves didn't understand, but yes. they were still saying them out. It, like mental illness. So um, those were the kind of things that happened. And on my end it was particularly because on that particular day that he took his life he was looking for me he drove all the way from Los Richard to Bulukwane at my boarding school to look for me and he spent hours looking for me because I was out uh, with friends at the mall so I just always wondered if uh, maybe he wanted to come say goodbye or if he wanted to commit suicide and take uh, and take my life with, with his so those are the Things two that things that wonder. I always wonder. I always wonder if he saw me, maybe was I going to be able to convince him mm. to change his mind because he was seen as a happy person. So for that to happen in an instant when no one was expecting it. You and know? you were your daddy's so, baby girl. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't know the impact you might have had as well. Like I can imagine the, yeah. the, the unknown yeah. it just going over and over in your head. But, wow, okay. But you made it through, you made it through, and I'm so happy for your progress. I'm so happy for all your qualifications that you got for yourself, for your achievements, for your financial breakthrough, and everything great that is happening in your life. I hope there's a partner coming soon, or there is someone. Who knows? You never know. Who knows? You never know. You never know. I think you deserve love. You deserve to fall in love again. You deserve to be taken care of and have a completely different experience. And I believe in our God is a God of restoration. And when I love about restoration, he never brings it back in the same quantity that he gave you. He gives it more. You know, he gives you just what is going to fit perfectly in your life. So thank you so much for coming. It has been awesome having you. And we wish you nothing but the best. May you continue to... Rise higher and higher. And flourish and send our love to your mom, girl. Thank you. Shout out to her. We absolutely love her. And we appreciate you sharing your story. And I hope you at home can find something from everything that we said. I hope you can find some courage, some strength to just move on from whatever you think is a mountain in your life. Mm -hmm. There's always the other side of the mountain. And you can definitely get over that mountain. It might sometimes be hot like you're in flames in the fire. 
<laughs> but you need to come out. You need to come out and, and, and really just live out the test of time. With that being said, please make sure you subscribe, like, and also share the video. Thank you so much for tuning into I've Been Through the Most podcast with myself, Innocent. And myself, Millicent, and our lovely guest. It's bye, bye. for now. <laughs>